0: and really, really want to level up your tribe in one shot. Fill out an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. We'll jump on a call and we'll see if it's a good fit. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Kimberly Wallace Waddles, Murgatroyd, how are you?
1: There is never a time where you should call me Waddles, (laughs) okay?
0: (laughs) What about Wallace?
1: Uh, Wallace, I don't have any opinion on, but... If you saw my abs this morning, I feel like Waddles is probably a previous name because oh. my current abdominal state is looking not so bad, right?
0: Not so bad at all. I, I follow you on Instagram and I saw I saw all those abs, all those abs.
1: Yeah, you also happen to follow me in the house.
0: I do, I follow you in the house. Well, listen, you know what we're talking about today? Uh, Wallace Waddles. We're talking about Wallace Waddles. So for people who are listening to this right now, you're probably in one of two camps. By the way,
1: let me just say, for the people that are listening to this, isn't anyone that is hearing this actually listening? No. Or is this like background noise?
0: No, (laughs) I have had many podcasts that are background noise um, that I'm not listening to. So
1: the ones are actually paying attention. This
0: is the people who are paying attention. That's right. That's right. So listen, you're either going to fall in one of two camps here. Camp number one is going to be the Of course, I'm down with Wallace Waddles camp. And camp number two is going to be...
1: Who the fuck is Wallace Waddles?
0: (laughs) And who the fuck is Wallace Waddles? Okay. So Wallace Waddles looks exactly... Did you see a picture of him in the book? Yeah, I did. Wallace Waddles looks exactly like you think he would look. So when you when you get this book at the end of this podcast, you'll understand. This is a book, and I'm not going to get any of this right, but so you'll get- it's
1: to- from 1910.
0: I was going to say 1800s. I know
1: you were. I know you were. And he, Wallace Waddles, is the author of New Science of Living and Healing. And by the way, this book was $1 in 1910. And how, how much was it now? Like 30 bucks?
0: I don't know, but the book is called The Science of Getting Rich. So it has a very clickbaity title for a 1910 book. But I'm gonna tell you, you know- He was onto something. I, me and my friend, uh, Matt, laugh all the time when somebody says this is gonna change your life. Not everything can change your life, but I think this is gonna change your life. This is one of those books that is very small, and very, very concise and will require 300 times for you to read so that you can get that into your subconscious. But what we thought we would do today is introduce you to a little bit of his work and maybe for the people that know exactly who Wallace is and if you know who Wallace is then you send can us, tell us where we're wrong send us a little send us a little message on Instagram and say Wallace is my homie and so we'll know that you uh, know who Wallace is
1: so when i when you suggested that i read this book which i want you to tell that story in a second because i don't i struggle to find time to read let me rephrase that I don't make time to read.
0: Oh, look at you. <laughs> look at look at you picking up.
1: Look at me being honest. I prioritize other things over reading. So, I have found four pockets in my week where I can get 30 minutes of reading done and that doesn't, you know, create an extensive library of knowledge, but um, I'm very choosy about what I read. So the fact that I'm reading this book with you is pretty amazing.
0: By the way, I'm so hungry because today's a low-carb day and you said choosy and I immediately made cheese its crackers in my head <laughs> because it was cheesy. <laughs> but go ahead. I digress. The
1: struggle is real. So The Science of Getting Rich, initially the title, yes, clickbaity didn't really like make me want to read the book. And as I began to read it though, what I figured out fairly quickly was that I think this is like the foundational book for books like The Secret, Go-Giver, all of those kind of books. And as the more I've gotten into this book, the more I've realized that this is so right up my alley, and I love it. So thank you for okay. telling me to read it.
0: Where exactly is your alley? We've discussed it before. I've been I've been up your alley before, but <laughs> oh my would God. you would you would you like to share for the uh, for the people? At I'm TV not Lynn?
1: exactly sure where my alley is, honey. Maybe you can tell me.
0: So the first thing that we learned in this book is every living thing must continually seek for the enlargement of its life because life is the mere act of living, life in the mere act of living must increase itself. All right, so then other than thinking about an erection, which I don't know why I think about- Oh my God, where are the, you, where is
1: your brain today? I don't know,
0: I think it's been a minute for me, but here's here's the thing that I learned from this book. Everything has to increase life. So when I'm on the phone with somebody, And I'm doing a coaching call, talking to a friend, talking about the masterminds, or meeting a guy in the elevator. The way I'm looking at this is my job is to increase their life in some way. Because I think that this is what we're supposed to be doing on this planet. So, you know, since I have adopted this strategy, and I'm just going to say it, I'm just going to say it. Because this is. Burn
1: your bra, honey. Burn I'm your burn bra. Let me
0: burn my bra. Since I have adopted this strategy, I have been getting gifts in the mail from people. And the gifts are thank you so much for, for taking the time to help me. So kind. And you're so kind, and all these different things. I wasn't
1: but, even saying you're so kind. I'm saying it's so kind of them. You're kind I, too.
0: But I'm kind too. So here's, here's <laughs> what I'm trying to say when you're going out of your way, because life must have a way to increase life. Whether you're a flower and you need water to grow or a human being, you, life has to have more life. So I am constantly finding ways that I can add more life to whoever it is that I'm coming into. That's how I'm interpreting
1: it. Yeah, no, that's definitely one way to interpret that. Another thing though is to look at yourself and to look at your day-to-day. What are you doing in your day that allows you to grow? Because if you don't have growth, then what do you have? Death, right? So if you're a plant and you're not watering and you're not continually growing, then you are dying, right? And we're the same way. So the people that are getting up in the morning and they're beginning their routine and they're punching the nine to five, coming home and it's Groundhog's Day. And there's no, by the way, is there an S on Groundhog's Day or is it Groundhog Day?
0: You'll have to ask Bill Murray. I don't know. He's the one who who lived it every day. All
1: right. So when it's Groundhog's Day, that's what I'm calling this. (laughs) Zizzes. Groundhog Day, whatever, you get it. And you're on that
0: hamster wheel. It's Groundhog.
1: There's a singular. But I
0: feel like if you say it the way you said it, you have to add an S. I think so. When it's ground, it's
1: not a plural. You hog. can't, it's you like can't say. You
0: can't say when, it, when it's Groundhog Day. That's true. that just sounds like it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like you're stuck right there.
1: All right. So when you're on that life cycle, right, and you're not, you're not growing, and you're not achieving, and you're not making progress towards something, you're just day in and day out doing the same mundane activities, and there's no growth there. Maybe you do have joy and enjoyment. Maybe you enjoy your family, but there's really no growth. That is. That's not good. And that is where this book is like really trying to help you refocus and every day creating some sort of value and growth in your day.
0: Now, I want to add something that I heard, which is slightly off topic, um, which I'm really, really good at, but I think is appropriate here. And I heard Joe Dispenza say the other day, Uh, he was talking about how you have to have a mindset of abundance um, and staying in that mindset because the mindset of abundance will attract more abundance and the mindset of not having abundance will attract more not having abundance in the quantum field. And he used the example of metals, like a heavy metal. And he said, gold is going to attract gold. If you put two pieces of gold together magnetically, they're going to attract each other, but gold doesn't attract silver. So you have to have the same mindset of what you're trying to create. So this kind of goes back to what you're talking about with giving, giving life. If you are from a scarcity mindset where you don't want to give away your secrets or you don't want to give away your time because you believe that doing that is going to take away from you, then you're the only one that's going to be harmed there because you're living from a place of lack. Oh,
1: that's so good. Yeah. Because they always say, and I don't know, when we say they, who the hell are they? Right?
0: They um I'll tell you who they are. I have their link. I can give it <laughs> I can give you their website if you want.
1: They.com. Yeah. Uh they say, you know, be who you want to attract. So if you're depending on your business, whether it's, you know, network marketing, whether you're on Instagram or you're trying to build some sort of a coaching business or whatever it is, you know, be who you want to attract in this world. And I think that is what you were just talking about, right? It's you are you have to put out the same vibration that you're wanting to attract back.
0: Yeah. Because if you have, you know, it, it's... It, if this...
1: you're going to be a negative Nelly, guess what you're getting?
0: Yeah. But you know, this is, this is where the work comes in because this is just a conversation right we all know that you know if you have a positive mindset and you do you know you do all these positive things then you're going to do better than the negative things but if you if you really look at it from a quantum physics standpoint if you step into that world of quantum physics and you believe in these things then you got to do the work Of having an abundance mindset and doing the work of having an abundance mindset means that when you're feeling shitty and negative and you feel like you just keep getting one more credit card bill, one more stress, one more no, one more whatever, the kid is not doing this, the, you know, the friend said this and all of those things. And you can easily slip into that world. When you slip into that world, you drop that vibration and that vibration is what is going to come right back at you like a boomerang.
1: Yeah, so one thing that I would suggest doing is who do you want to be, right? Do you want to be a positive, abundantly minded person? What are the characteristics that you would love in your life? And write those down. What are the things that you want to attract even? So what's your what's your avatar for your perfect best friend, for your perfect client, for whatever it is, write those things down and keep it somewhere that's really in front of you. You know what? Maybe it's your bathroom mirror. Maybe it's a notebook you use every day, whatever it is. Keep those things in front of you because that is the mirror that you need to hold yourself to. So if you're writing down, you want a um, abundant-minded, positive, happy, fun, energetic, whatever it is, Uh, go-giver, resourceful person, like who are you looking for in your life? When you have to look at that list and maybe once a week say, am I showing up as this person? Am I showing up as positive and resourceful and abundantly minded? Then now you have the mirror to look at. And if you're wondering why you're not attracting that tribe, that client, that whatever into your life, that's your mirror.
0: Now, the other thing along those same lines is I used to not think this way, but I heard something that Tony said, either it was years ago, Tony Robbins that said years ago that I just heard it again, or I thought of it, I can't recall. But Joe Dispenza said it in this particular lecture that I was listening to on his, that really struck me. And that is, Who do you not want to be? So a lot of times we're looking only at who we want to be and we don't want to look at who we don't want to be. There is value in the context of what you just talked about with looking at who you don't want to be. Tony Robbins calls it the guardrails. So you could be driving around the race car track and looking at where you want to go, which you have to do, but you also have to be mindful of where the guardrails are on the racetrack, otherwise you'll hit them too. So having the awareness of where the guardrails are is sort of like saying, who do you not want to be? So let's say you are, you know, you, well, I'll go to your Groundhog Day example where you're living the same day over and over and over again. There is value in waking up and saying to yourself, I do not want to live the same day over and over again. So now you have the awareness of what you don't want. And then flip it and say, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do something different today because I don't want to do that. And sometimes just having that little awareness of the behavior that you don't want to do has value as well.
1: Absolutely. Because progress is one where you find change and progress is also where you find joy. Like right now we're living, we have 51 days as of uh, the day we're recording this, And uh, in 51 days, we're packing it up and putting it all into a pod. Most people would probably wait until, you know, they had three days left before moving to start packing. Rob keeps saying to me, I know you want to pack me up, but if you could just leave some things, (laughs) like I have packed clothes, I have packed so many things because that progress is helping me get to the end result. And it's bringing joy and it's bringing all of the things that I want. Uh, progress is where I find, I don't know, the change, the happiness and the joy.
0: Well, listen, you know, people talk about progress, not perfection, right? So it's not about, you know, one day all of a sudden, everything we have is in boxes magically and it's, you know, we just we just disappear. I mean, that's one thing. But the other part of it is is going through, there is some magic in, you know, slowly making progress every day and feeling like we're getting closer. And I think, you know, whether you're making a move like we are, that, you know, we're going somewhere big, right? We're doing Europe for a couple of months. But I, I I think even even little things, you know, there's something nice about looking down at, at, at the scale and seeing it's a pound less than it was yesterday the, or half a pound or an ounce, whatever. The little progress makes a difference.
1: Yeah, so the second thing with this book that I loved is... It was so good for me to read this. I think other people are really gonna feel the same way I did about it, but you can help others more by making the most of yourself than in any other way. You know, a lot of people, when I speak to them, they're like, you know what? It's very um, altruistic, right? Everybody wants to be a giver and they want the well-being of others. And we all want that. We're human. If you're human and you're a good person, you wanna help other people we're all on that same playing field. It doesn't have to be the cross you die on though. Like you don't need to martyr yourself to do it. And this created that balance for me. In you can help others by making the most of yourself. So for example, would Rob, would you and I be helping as many people as we do if we have not experienced the things we've experienced, been the places we've been, um, been to the lows, been to the highs, kept failing forward in business, having successes in business, would we be able to provide any value for anyone, right? So if you're going to pour into yourself whether it's through learning and doing, through masterminds, through coaching, through physical exercise, through spirituality, you grow and you make yourself the best fucking person that you can possibly be. I promise you, you are going to impact more lives that way because you are not going to be able to be nearly as impactful or successful at creating a shift in the world if you're underdeveloped, your mindset is underdeveloped, you're pessimistic, and you're not willing to grow because you feel like you shouldn't grow too big because then you're going to be too big for your britches or whatever it is and make other people feel small. No, you're going to actually impact more lives the bigger and better version of yourself you become.
0: Now, let's also talk about the bigger, better version, right? So the bigger, better version, a lot of times we you know, we have this 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 vision of what that you know uh, future future self looks like or this perfect version of yourself looks like all we 're really talking about here is a growth mindset we're talking about doing the work to be better than you were yesterday yes. so don't feel like you know you've got to have this perfect vision because everybody starts you know, making this vision in their head, my body's got to be this and I got to be this parent. I got to have this much in my bank account and this much in the, like, that's not what it's about. It's about just growing and doing more than you did yesterday because you're willing to grow.
1: Well, on that note, you know, another thing that he said, um, I swear, I was like reading this book, like craving a highlighter. Uh, You are to become a creator not a competitor. Mm. So a lot of the things that you just said, I need my body like this, I need this house, I need that. A lot of those things are out of competition and not out of what you truly want for yourself. So instead of competing, instead of, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, instead of keeping up with whoever in your life is Your person that like is your, I don't know, your, not your muse, but what am I trying to say?
0: Well, you're, you're really trying to say like your inspiration, you know, it's like the person that maybe you see on Instagram and you have this vision. Well,
1: you want them to inspire you, right? That's the growth mindset. But the one that, the one that you always feel like is just getting something a little bit better than you, a little bit ahead of time. Yeah. If we're, if we're
0: honest, it's the one where you're going, why don't I have that? Yeah.
1: It's your kryptonite, right? So
0: because- You love them- yeah. And you, you're inspired by them, but you are looking at yourself like, why don't I have that yet?
1: Yet. <laughs> so your, your job is not to compete. Your job is to create. It's to create the life that you want, you know? And I know that- Why,
0: why, why is your job not to compete? This was a big aha for me. I, 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 think, I think I know why your job is not to compete, but I want to know why you well, think- Well, you tell me. I think once you go into competition, you go into lack.
1: Well you do go into lack you also fall over you know so there's never been a time i I remember I used to run the relay right in high school the the four by one relay and if you're a relay runner, you know you never stop to look for the person next to you or to look behind you to see if someone's catching up or whatever you look straight ahead you have tunnel vision hence where it comes from right you have tunnel vision. And you just go and you do your personal best. You're not looking left. You're not looking right. You're not looking around, seeing where your your competitors are. You're looking straight ahead. And so if you were to look left, right, one, it's going to slow you down. Two, you're probably going to fall over, drop the baton or something.
0: Yeah, let's take it into the big uh, world of business. Apple put its team together at the uh, at the request of, of Steve Jobs to create an iPhone. The operative word is to create they worked on creating an iPhone. Then all of the competition looked at them creating the iPhone and said, "'Oh, I'm gonna make this one too.'" Apple owns something like 80 or 90% of the the market share the other ones combined own maybe 10 or 20% of that market share why because they focused on creation they weren't looking about they weren't looking at running running forward in the rearview mirror to see who was chasing them they were looking forward to see what was the vision what's the creation what am i after creating and manifesting as opposed to, you know, what is this company doing what they could care less about that.
1: Yeah. And you know, the people, they, again, here we are the- They.com. They.com. They, the people, they, the people say, whoever says, you know, only compete against yourself. You're your only competition. and And that's a reality. And what that means is every day, you're just trying to get a little bit better. You're just trying to help your body a little bit better, make it a little bit healthier. You're trying to get you know, a little bit more spiritual, a little bit more rich, a little bit more of a positive mindset. If you do it in small incremental doses, it's going to last longer and it's going to be more effective.
0: All right. So I think what we'll do is we'll wrap up with a little formula that I put together. No, you know. Oh to do my that?
1: god, I don't want to wrap up yet. No, this am not, not done. There's
0: there's more. there's more. There's more. There's so
1: much more and that's not a little formula. It's like 10 pages long. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So there's one thing that I really wanted was really important to me to in- include in this podcast and this is what he um Mr. Mr. Waddles, if we can call him that, talks about in how to live a full life. So to live fully in your body, you must have good food, but you also must have rest and recreation because those are necessary for physical life. So why I think that's important is everybody is on this, let me work 36 hours a day, nine days a week.
0: Gotta crush it.
1: Gotta crush it constantly. You can't, you can't take your foot off the gas ever.
0: Hashtag no weekends off.
1: No weekends off. I work every day. I love my business. I'm in love with my job. I don't care if you're in love with your job to the point of where it doesn't feel like a job. It's still a job. You need something. To relax your body, you need to take re- recreation time, do something different so that you can come back stronger. Hence, the whole purpose of your mastermind, Rob, is built on this one principle, and you did even know it, of Mr. Waddle's book.
0: you know what I just thought about? What? This is going to sound like you're going to be like, what the hell are you talking about?
1: <laughs> I can't wait.
0: Recreational drugs. Why do people do recreational drugs?
1: To escape, to relax. That's right.
0: Because they, because intuitively, their higher self knows that they need more recreation. So, what are they doing? They're taking drugs because they're working their asses off and they're not having the balance in body, mind, and soul Mm -hmm. to your point of what you're talking about. And they're like, well, let me just go out on Friday night and I'll just get fucked up.
1: Yeah, and it's just like, it's in anything. So you know in exercise, you don't work out seven days a week. You need a rest day. You need a recovery day, maybe two recovery days. All right, so that's about living fully in your body. The second place is your mind. So to live fully in your mind, You must have books. You must be able to read and understand those books, but without the opportunity to travel and observe, you're not going to be able to live fully in your mindset. Mm, I'm
0: going to steal that. That's good.
1: I know because that travel and observation of other cultures, other things, again, it's about getting you out of that nine to five and growth. If I send you to any other country, heck, if you go to another state, you're going to be taken out of your routine out of what you know, out of what your your culture or whatever believes or sees or does into something else, and you're going to have to grow. You're going to have to grow because you're going to have new stimuli and new things that are coming towards you. So that is a big part of mindset.
0: What okay. was that you just said? Without the ability to travel and observe, you're not...
1: Without the ability to travel and observe, you're not going to be able to have that growth in your mindset. I love that. Yeah. So last area is soul. So to live fully in your soul, a man must have love, but love finds its most natural expression in giving. And so this is where it's so important, especially in business. I think we're in a place in business now that that it's a little bit different. You know, before you would open a restaurant or a store and it was like, open sign, we have a sale, come in, be a patron, whatever there wasn't a whole lot of like giving. Now, of course, some stores did it different and they wanted to provide massive value. Some restaurants, you know, really, as they say in the self, stuck their foot in it and put the love out there. But right now, I think we live in a time in this internet marketing world where if you're gonna keep asking yourself, how can I get this? Or how can I get that sale? Or get more sales? Or get, 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 get. The only thing you're gonna get is a headache because you're not going to be increasing your wealth. You're not going to be increasing your followers, your your database, whatever it is. And so instead of saying, how can I get, 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 you want to say, how can I provide massive value? How can I help solve a problem? How can I help other people create this change. And it's not in an altruistic way. It's the way that you're looking and you're saying, what do, what value do I have to give? So somebody wants to be a part of what I am doing.
0: Yeah, the trick is you can't do it for the sake of getting something back. You have to do it for the sake of giving. Yeah, Otherwise do. it doesn't count. Well,
1: it's the same thing. So I, when I do calls, when someone wants either to have you know help in their health or wants to lose weight or wants to create a side hustle, whenever I do a call, what used to make me feel icky is I always felt like I was trying to get somebody to enroll in the in the beginning that's what I thought it was going to be which is why I shied away from doing calls but once I realized if I just shift it and I say how can I help this person how can what value can I provide and how can I help them solve a problem when I come at it from that standpoint Everything shifted. I no longer found it felt icky, and grew a team of seven thousand people. So there's that, right? Well,
0: that's 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 all. Only seven thousand. All right, honey. One I-
1: more little nugget, and then I swear to God, I'll let you go through your your system because your system is amazing. Oh, Which, that- by the way, your system is what what you created out of this book is the reason I read this book. Mm. But I want to give you one little nugget before I go.
0: Okay, nugget away. Not that I'm going anywhere,
1: but Wallace, are you ready,
0: Wallace? Your waddles on over. Let's go. Let's have it. All right, ready. Ready.
1: Failure is impossible. Why? It just is. Failure is impossible because any failure is a lesson learned and it's failing forward. So failure in itself is impossible because it's just another lesson. It's not a failure. So if you can harness this, like his entire book, and I know we're going to maybe part of what you have, this is about putting out into the universe impressing upon the universe what you want and using the law of attraction or whatever you want to call it to bring it back to you, for me, relieving myself of failure, of the fear of failure, like how many people don't start something? They don't start a diet. They don't start a side hustle. They don't ask this girl out or they don't leave their spouse or whatever it is. Like whatever it is that you're really being nudged to do that you're not doing because of fear of failure. Once you realize and you make part of your your daily affirmations that failure is impossible. And once you really hone that and make it a part of who you are, fear of failure is also no longer possible.
0: It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. If you reframe what the definition of it is, it certainly doesn't.
1: All right. So so now I turn it over to you.
0: So what I do is when I read a book, I try and condense, it's my way of learning. I try and condense it down to, uh, boil it down to its uh, salient points and what I did here was with this book, I just gave you nine, nine points. So I'm going to read it to you, and if this has some value, then just you know save this uh, save this podcast and uh, star it, and you can go back to just these points. But uh,
1: is this about manifesting? What what this is about manifesting what you want? right? This
0: is about manifesting what you want. And yeah, which is can how we
1: put these points in the show notes.
0: Yeah, we could put these points in the show notes. Sure.
1: Okay, so that way they don't have to like write it down.
0: Number one, you must know what you want and be definite. Number two, see what you want and get a clear mental picture of it as as you wish it to look when you get it. Number three, you must have that clear mental picture continually in your mind as the sailor has in mind the port to which he is sailing. Number four, all you need to know is what you want and to want it badly enough so that it will stay in your thoughts. Spend as much of your leisure time as you can in contemplating your picture, but no one needs to take exercise to concentrate his mind on the thing which he really wants. It is the things in which you do not really care about, which require effort to fix your attention upon them. Number five, the more clear and definite you make your picture, then and the more you dwell upon it, bringing out all its delightful details. The stronger your desire, the easier it will be to hold your mind fixed upon the picture of what you want. Number six, something more is necessary, however, than merely to see the picture clearly. If that is all you do, then you're a dreamer and will have little or no power for accomplishment. Behind your clear vision must be the purpose to realize it. Bring it out in tangible expression and behind and in invincible and unwavering faith that the thing is already yours, that it is at hand and you have only to take possession of it. Live in the new house mentally until it takes form around you physically. Number seven, see the things as you want as if they were actually around you all the time. See yourself as owning them and using them make use of them in your imagination just as you will when they are your tangible possessions number eight Dwell upon your mental picture until it is clear and distinct, and then take the mental attitude of ownership towards everything in that picture. Take possession of it in your mind and in full faith that it is actually yours. Hold this mental ownership and do not waver for an instant in the faith that it is real. Number nine, and remember what is said about gratitude. The man who can sincerely thank God for the things which as yet he owns only in imagination has real faith. He will get rich. He will cause the creation of whatsoever he wants. Now, here's something interesting. Joe Dispenza, um, as you can tell, I'm learning a lot from Joe Dispenza. One of the things he said is the reason why gratitude is so powerful is because when, when you say thank you for somebody, Your brain has been trained that if I hand you this book and you say thank you, it's because I gave you something. Like there's no question about it. I handed it to you and you said thank you. So your brain accepts it, right? So when you give gratitude for, as an example, the house that you want to have and you're saying thank you, your brain has already been trained that you've been given that thing. So it lets it in which I thought was really, really good. So there you have it. Those are our nine points. Uh, Those are our waddle points. If... uh
1: if you want to waddle, if it's wanna... called the science of getting rich.
0: Yep, just go to Amazon, and we got the original retro and, and by first the way, edition. I have
1: looked on Amazon, and there's a bunch of versions. I am going to recommend, like Rob said, the original retro version, which is the black cover with a little gold thing across of it, because there's a bunch of different editions that, to me, look crazy. So,
0: well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, you got any parting words, parting gifts, Vanna White, or are you done?
1: Failure is impossible.
0: Houston, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. All right, thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game,